0: Excerpt from When the De La Cruz Family Danced, Prologue, A Month in the Tropics. Johnny De La Cruz stood in the main lobby of the Manila airport, waiting. He gripped a suitcase in each hand as he searched the crowd for his brother-in-law Romolo, whom he only knew from photographs. He felt a slight embarrassment at his inability to discern among the faces around him. Though the plane had been packed with Filipino families— Though his American neighborhood back home was sometimes referred to as Little Manila, being in a whole country of people like him, yet not like him, was disorienting. A man who could be Romolo approached, and Johnny sat down his suitcases to prepare for a greeting. A handshake, as it turned out. Johnny knew at once that his tie to his family in the Philippines, his father and sister, his long-dead mother, was as tenuous as Romolo's grasp was strong. Romolo carried both suitcases to the car, though Johnny protested. Despite his empty hands, he felt weighed down. By the fifteen hours of flying, the lack of sleep, and now as he followed Romolo through the automatic glass doors, the dizzying tropical heat. In the days leading up to his trip, Johnny had gone bent-kneed with indigestion for which Tessie spooned Pepto-Bismol into his mouth. The smooth, sticky taste nearly made him gag. Tessie massaged her own temples as she told him not to worry, that she and the girls would be fine. But going back worried him. He feared heat and mosquitoes and sleeplessness. He feared being a stranger. He had a suspicion that his daughters would not miss him, and he tried to ignore the thought that he might not miss them. They were all there to see him off. His daughters were silent and outwardly bored, though he sensed their giddiness about his departure. When he hugged them each clumsily in turn, he felt a pang of sorrow and unease. He had never been on a plane before. What if his plane went down in the ocean? Would they grieve for him? Only Tessie dabbed at her eyes. As Romolo drove through the crowded city that gleamed along the boulevards and grew coarse down side streets and alleys, he pointed out landmarks, some vaguely familiar to Johnny, though too often at odds with the version that had lived in his head during all his years in America, in Kimball Park, a smudge on a map of southernmost Southern California. He had not been back since leaving in 1946 not even when his mother died. But he had written regularly, though the intervals had increased over the years, and he had always sent money, and every so often photographs were exchanged. It had always been apparent how much they looked alike, he and his father. Years ago, when they would stand side by side, Johnny felt the redundancy in his long face, big ears and wavy hair. Whenever his father, angry at some insolence or other, demanded that he look him in the eye, Johnny was too distracted by the similarities to focus just on his father's black irises, which, after all, were Johnny's as well. Rizal, Romolo said, nodding his head in the direction of the famous park. Johnny understood from his brother-in-law's vigorous turn of the wheel, the way he thumped the switch on the air conditioner to blast full force that hosting a Filipino who lived in America was a matter of pride. Johnny offered Romolo a cigarette, and they smoked in silence. Even when the car filled with fumes from their camels, Johnny could sense the clammy swelter of tropical smells pressing against the roof and glass. Johnny lowered his window a crack. The violent heat stung his eyelids. Manila had sprawled to its outlying towns and villages. There was no countryside anymore, just more houses and stores and traffic, and suddenly a driveway. Home, Romolo said, by which Johnny was sure he meant his, Romolo's home. Welcome, Romolo added. Again, Romolo insisted on carrying Johnny's bags. Before they reached the porch, the front door opened, and his sister Nora came running toward him. He was startled by the welling of his smoke-irritated, sleep-deprived eyes. He was aware of Romolo edging past them, laden with luggage, of two small children tugging at his hands and elbows, his trouser thighs, of being gently shuttled into the house, and then falling to his knees at the chair that held his father, a withered stick of a man who patted Johnny's back over and over as his bony chest heaved. This excerpt from the prologue of the novel When the De La Cruz Family Danced by Donamus Colta was recorded at Jack Straw Productions in Seattle, Washington.